G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Turning our attention today to the story of a solo mum who, through faith in God, managed to live a life of what seemed impossible to a life of endless possibilities. Emma Volavola now lives in Sydney, but her story starts in her homeland of Fiji. Emma was born in Fiji, she was raised in England and educated in Fiji, New Zealand and Australia. She's been a solo parent for a little over 20 years. Emma Volavola tells her story in a new book called Running, The Redeemed and Victorious Life of a Solo Mum. Emma is joining us. Emma, Bula, welcome. Bula Vinaka, Neil. Thank you. Pregnant at 21, Emma, and your first child's uh, all alone in New Zealand at that time. Take the story from from being pregnant at 21. Indeed. Um, Neil, yeah. Um, I had to drop out of university um, because I fell pregnant to um, uh, a boyfriend who I was in a relationship uh, for a year and a bit. Um, and I chose to move across to Australia um, where my family were because um, at that time there was a lot of discussion around the family that I was too young to keep the child um, and therefore there was talk about um, giving my child up for adoption. Um, I I must say though, uh, Neil, you know, I am not against adopting um, a child out um, because it's based on your circumstances and situations. Um, in my case, um, it was a decision that was made because our family are uh, Christians. Um, there was no option to um, have an abortion. Um, and therefore, the best choice at that point was to actually have um, this child adopted out. Um, initially, I had agreed to it. Uh, I guess I was trying to just please everyone. But um, funnily enough, as God would have it, I had... Um, I think you would call uh, an encounter um, with my child in my stomach or in my womb, um, plus just the conviction um, from Holy Spirit. And I did not know that at the time, um, that I had to keep this child. And therefore, um, it was a decision that I made. And um, at the age of 21, um, I kept him. um, And it was purely because I had to trust in what I knew at that point in time in my life that I had a responsibility to live it out. Um, You know, this was my decision, um, my responsibility. um, And, you know, with no money, no jobs, um, it was something that I just took on myself at that point in time. I was very blessed that I had an aunt um, by the name of um, Esther King, who is also well known in the gospel circles. Um, and she took me in and helped me uh, look after my oldest son, Ben Volavola. Um, I think some people will know the name because he is a rugby player. Um, 
And um, that's where our life started um, with myself and Ben at the age of 21. And at age 21, all your prospects don't look great. And Emma, you've written your story to encourage other solo parents. And you're at a point where you've decided to keep your baby. And you're going to move to Australia and uh, you're going to come under the love of your family. And take us through how things started to unfold there, because solo parenting is a struggle no matter who you are or where you are. Um, It certainly was a struggle, um, Neil, because um, I must say, you know, having a child um, as a solo parent, but more so um, out of wedlock, um, it comes with a stigma. Um, And one thing that I learnt very quickly was you need to make the best of what is given to you and where you find yourself at. Um, It was very, very difficult. Um, I was very blessed to come under um, the guidance and direction of my aunt at the time. Um, My son was nine months when we decided, well, I decided that I would make um, tracks to go back to Fiji um, to raise him there and, you know, to try and get a job so that I could become the responsible responsible mother I needed to be. Um, So I did go back to... um, Fiji with Ben in tow and um, life started back in Fiji um, with much struggle. Um, I lived with my mom and my stepdad at the moment, uh, at the time, sorry, and um, I had two jobs uh, that I had to actually work at uh, while looking after this child, but it wasn't easy. Um, The fact of the matter was it wasn't until much later that I realized, um, you know, that you may carry a stigma of having a child out of wedlock, um, being a solo mum with no partner, but the reality is that um, God validates you. Um, And that was the thing that kept me and helped me together. And after your first son, as you say, you went back to Fiji, you met a man who would become the father to your second child and guardian to your oldest. And, of course, that relationship ended in a rocky way too, uh, ending after 11 years. Yes, that's right, Neil. Um, You know, initially, uh, the relationship, as every relationship starts, was great, um, but eventually it did deteriorate. Um, I had to make a decision whether I would stay the relationship for the long haul or whether I would make the decision to do what was best, not just for myself, but now for two children, Um, And that was, uh, I got to a point where I decided that I would actually apply to go back to school and hopefully here in Sydney. Um, And I did that um, just basically doing what I knew I could do best. And that was to to study hard and um, perhaps make make a goal of my life and for my children's lives. Um, And that was when I left the relationship and came to Sydney with uh, two children in tow. We'll come to the turning point in just a few moments, but you share your heart in your book in talking about the consequences of the choices that you make in life. Those things, were they hard for you to unload onto the pages of a book? That's such a great question, Neil. Um, It was very difficult. There were many times I would stop and I would actually say, God, am I really doing this? 
Um, I'm really putting my heart out here. I'm fearful of what people may think about me. But you know what, Neil? I had to take a step back and I had to remind myself that this was not about me. Yes, it is about my life, but seriously, in all, um, in, in everything um, that we do, this is all about Jesus, his victory and his goodness. Um, I had to be obedient and, and put pen to paper and share my story um, with the hope that if there is someone that will read this book, um, will be encouraged by it because at the end of the day, God does not give up on those who actually may make a error in their judgment or decisions in their lives, that there is always hope at the end of the tunnel, not just light, but hope. Emma, as you reflect on those years of your life and some failed relationships, here you are a solo mum, you've got your two boys. Where was God in all of that? Some people will say, uh, you know, maybe Emma's turned her back on God, but where was God in what was going on in your life? You know, Neil, I was brought up um, in a Christian household, um, but we were just Christians by name. Um, God was always around, but my understanding of God was just someone who was out there. I never knew, um, I never really knew him because in order to know someone, you've got to have a relationship with someone. Anyone can say, yes, I know someone, but that's only by name. And that was in my case. I only knew God by just name, but I didn't have a relationship with him. It wasn't until I had moved to Sydney and pursued my degree at Sydney University uh, that in my third year of being here in Sydney that I had an encounter with him. Only then did I realize how real this Jesus is and that um, he was not just some name out there, but he was actually a person, a person in spirit, a person who is always going to be with us wherever and whenever and whatever situation we're in, if we will only take the time to just stop and know that Jesus is real and he is here. What point do you recognize that it's God's hand at work when you have that encounter and you're into your studies and you're moving forward and you realize that he hasn't really left you behind to shrivel on the vine, but he's got a new plan for you. How do you, what happened in that moment? Well, I think um, for me, not I think, but I know there were so many things that happened in my life that I know that if someone had to do it in their own strength, it would be very impossible to do. And that is to raise two boys on my own to try and keep a roof over my head. I had two jobs and I was studying full-time at university. Um, you know, I would discuss this with a girlfriend and just she would say, just listening to you, Emma, makes me tired. So I know for a fact that because Jesus was with me, I was able to do all these things without losing strength, without having to uh, get bitter about everything um, because I know that I operated in his strength and in his peace and um, it was an experience that I'd never experienced before in that I chose, my choices now was um, allowing me to give things to him to make things happen for me 
And it is something that I've continued to run with and has been always affirmed by a dear, my dear pastor, um, uh, who has now retired, Pastor Ruth Harvey, who used to always remind me to say, in order for the word to work for you, you need to work the word. And that's exactly what I was doing. As listeners today contemplate your book, Emma, what do you want listeners and indeed your readers to take away with them when they pick up your book and they hear about the hardships of those solo mum years and the way that God had picked you up and moved you in a direction and you're walking in blessing? What do you think listeners will take away from reading your book? Well, first of all, Neil, I'd like to encourage um, the listeners that are listening that if you are a solo mum or if you are parents of a child, be there a girl or a boy, that has fallen into the hands of having someone pregnant or for a daughter who has fallen pregnant, don't ever think that that is the end of their story. It is only the beginning. We need to always remember that when things happen, it doesn't mean that God has forgotten us. Often we need to always remind ourselves that what the enemy meant for bad, God will always turn it into good. So my hope is that when people read this book, that they will always realize that God is never done with us. The only time he is done with us is when he calls us home. And that is my message to everyone who is going to pick up this book titled Running, that this book is a book that gives you hope. It celebrates Jesus and what he can do, being the God of impossible, turning all your impossibilities to possibilities. Emma, I know listeners can hear your heart and love to hear you reflecting on the consequences that come from the decisions we make. And yet God hasn't left us to rot. He's brought us to a place where he wants to make something beautiful of our life. And you're telling your story in the book called Running, The Redeemed and Victorious Life of a Solo Mum. Emma Volavola, that's V-O-L-A-V-O-L-A, Emma Volavola. Her new book is called Running, The Redeemed and Victorious Life of a Solo Mum. You can get Emma's book at online booksellers. Emma, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. It was a pleasure. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.